0: marketing podcast. Today, we're joined by two very special individuals from Sendoso, Brie and Saruthi. And we're so excited to talk more about basically direct mail and how in recent years, it's just become super conversational and fun and engaging. So Bree and Saruthi, we'd love to just get a, a little intro from both
1: of you of who you are and what you do over at Sendoso. Sure, I'll take that first. I'm Bree Valesky. I'm our senior content marketing manager, which means I'm part brand journalist, part company storyteller, and part resident grammar nerd. I manage all of our content and copywriting. Uh, we create you know, multimedia content across the lifecycle, so blogs, ebooks, videos, infographics, social media, PR, the whole nine
2: yards. Amazing. And I'm Sruti Kumar from Sendoso, obviously. I'm the senior marketing manager here. I was actually the first marketing hire. So I've worn many different hats in my tenure here. Um, But today, a lot of my role is focused on field and partner marketing. So if you ever have seen us at an event, which we do a lot of them, you've probably seen me running around.
3: (laughs) Definitely. True. I've seen Sruti at many events and she's Um, (laughs) I'm like, hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm from Sendoso. And I'm like, everyone knows you. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) So I want to actually start with a question for Sruthi. And as the first marketing hire at a company like Sendoso, that's kind of bringing back direct mail. What drove you to join the company? Like what excited you about Sendoso and what they were doing? Yeah. So I'll just be
2: so honest. I didn't really know what I was joining. The company was so small, but the problem they were trying to solve was so simple. And for me, I'd always been the lowest on the totem pole at any marketing organization I'd been in. So I was the one executing direct mail initiatives and campaigns. And that's a really nice way of saying I was the one backing the boxes and like causing a nuisance (laughs) in the office with the tape gun and like piling (laughs) it into my car and like taking it over to FedEx or, you know, UPS. So I just sat there and I was like, why hasn't anyone thought of this before? And why isn't this bigger right now? And then when I met the team, I just loved how passionate and hardworking everyone was. Everyone thinks that joining a startup is really like, you know, fun and cool, which it is. But the team here was working incredibly hard and long hours and like never looked back. And it's great to be part of this like later stage startup now or 150 plus people. But there was just something like very magical about joining a team of seven. I also had the opportunity to just make a difference and to actually build something. And I had so many ideas and I got to come in and try to attempt to do some of them and some of them succeeded and some of them didn't, but it just felt like once in a lifetime experience. And then watching our team and company grow has just been fantastic because it's been able to like bring so many of the ideas I had two years ago to life. I may not always be the one executing on it, but I get to like watch from the sidelines or at least like give my opinions or try to help out the way I can
0: yeah I love that you said at one point you were doing the boxes and everything I feel like at every marketing hire at mm-hmm. some point early on in their career was packing up boxes with tape oh, and yeah. everything I've definitely had that experience
2: yeah, so it's a rite of
1: passage, yeah. <laughs>
3: it's a rite of passage. Yep. cool and then Brie what about you what brought you to Sendosa? I mean, okay, same thing we were
1: just talking about. I've been the marketer who has had the assembly line of 20, 30, 50 boxes. And then you're in a city center, so you're trying to figure out how many to get these 20 boxes to FedEx, which is across town. And then you send them off into the void, and you're like, oh, whatever happened to that direct mail package. So the product in and of itself, you know, the solution was so incredibly powerful that it was too irresistible to not join. In addition, like, I had never in my career encountered a company that was like such a soulful company before. The things that our solution enables, the direct mail, the personalized gifts, like the, the customer rewards, these really mean something to the people who receive them. We see people posting constantly on social media about this thing we sent them made them feel like a champion or that thing brightened their day or this thing really got their team talking about our company. So there's like so many stories to tell, which is a content marketer's dream. I mean, everything from direct mail is out of fashion, I guess you could say right now. So there's there's so much education we can do here of why you should be thinking about direct mail and, and gifting in a society that's so overwhelmed by digital noise. You know, here's how to do it. Here's how to follow up. Here's how to measure your ROI, all the customer stories we do. We have a really exciting video series called Unboxed where we literally just put someone in front of a camera and they get to like unbox these like beautifully decorated packages that come with like crinkle paper and handwritten notes and all these exciting items inside. So with Sendoso creativity, is really part of our ethos. It's everything we do has creativity fused with it. And we're not afraid to try new things and fail. We just ran a really big campaign for national dog day, which people loved. So that was a huge success for us. And there's a lot of great learnings from that. And then obviously for me personally, as a content marketer, the opportunity to use direct mail as a channel for content. And I'm not just talking about like printing eBooks or case studies, but like, telling stories through this incredibly like powerful, real and emotional channel.
3: Totally. I love the fact that you guys mentioned your unboxing video series. Sammy and I have been obsessing over episodic content. Our VP of content and I posted a video yesterday about the videos that we've been posting on LinkedIn. And I think that that's such a new and exciting way that brands and like people are just connecting with other people. And
0: at the same time, Unbox goes right back to what the core of your business is. So you get to kind of show off the product, but also just put out some amazing content. But Brie, as a content marketer, I'm sure you've gotten your fair share of direct mail delivered to you uh, even before you were at Sendoso. And you mentioned earlier that it was maybe considered old-fashioned or anything, but what is the biggest shift You've seen in direct mail recently?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. The number one thing that I think of is it's it's not just postcards. Literally, I'm on a crusade. That's hashtag down with postcards because that's so not what direct mail means anymore. It's not your local car dealership or oil shops and you coupons via the mail that you're going to throw away with like the grocery store coupons. People are getting creative and using these really unique and delightful items to tell their story. I mean, sending a brand a bottle of wine, a succulent for someone's desk, cupcakes for the office, video mailers with product demos, e-gift cards to give someone the option to donate to charity, welcome kits, balloons. And the interesting thing to me is a lot of times with marketing trends, we start to see something happening in the B2C world and then get picked up to B2B. I feel like it's the opposite with direct mail. B2B companies are really embracing this channel like crazy. Whereas most of the direct mail I still get in my home inbox is still just like, you know, five by seven postcards with like a free trial offer. So for me it's it's that direct mail has come to mean so much more than just a letter.
0: Mm, that's so true. It's every time I open up my mailbox and get those little flyers or anything, postcards. I totally agree with your campaign
3: down with postcards. Like it used to be like, Oh man, I got a piece of mail. And now it's more like another promotional flyer that I don't really care about. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So we're talking about bad direct mail campaigns, (laughs) (laughs) but in your opinion, for both of you, what makes a successful direct mail campaign? So like if a company was starting to think about doing direct mail and they were like, oh yeah, we should just do postcards. What would be your advice for them to steer clear of postcards? And what are some small actionable tips that you can give a company who's thinking about something like this?
2: So yeah, people always ask like, what is the best piece of direct mail? And like, what works best? And it's always like, no, it's not magical. Like you just need to take a step back and you need to start with planning. You can't just send out a piece of direct mail and expect people to
1: respond. Totally. I mean, a direct mail campaign is like every other campaign that you're going to run. You need to determine your target audience, what message is going to resonate with them, how you're going to follow up. Follow up is crucial with direct mail campaigns to ensure that those end up being sales opportunities. And then especially how you measure ROI, because we're marketers. And as any marketer knows, you need to show ROI so that you can get budget to keep running campaigns like these. And a side note to Sruthi's question about how people are always like, what is the best piece of direct mail? There is no one best piece because the item that you're sending is the message. So whatever your message would be to that specific audience, like it's going to change. So the item is going to change for every audience in every campaign. So what like the actual physical item is going to send a message, whether it's a highly personalized gift that's going to send the message of like, I know you, I care about you, I'm here to help you, or whether it's a really light you know, we did these fun little pop-up boxes earlier this year that literally is a direct mail piece that popped out when you opened it up. And that's just something, the message is like here, we're here to like (laughs) surprise you and delight you and add some like creativity and laughter to your day. And in addition, we also recommend tying in an actual like written message or video message that explains why you're reaching out, why you sent this item, or even includes like a fun pun about the item. I'm a words person, so i frigging love puns. Um, So, you know, you send someone, these are really like baseline level stuff, but you you send someone a pair of socks and you're like, we make a perfect pair. Or you send them like a candle after they've dealt with a support issue. And it's like, thanks for shining a light on this issue with our product. We're good pun people. Love a good pun. Oh, we're in good company then. And like, Also, just being the loudest
2: doesn't mean you win. Like the loudest, most creative doesn't mean you win. You can win in simple ways like packaging and a creative, thoughtful message that goes with the sound like Brie was saying. And this is where like the handwritten notes come in so handy because you want to show the person that's receiving the message slash the physical mail why it's important to them. Like otherwise, none of this really matters.
1: I couldn't agree more with you, Sufi. That's one of the things I love about Sendoso is the fact that we can do handwritten notes. It's not like a, a crappy script text that's printed out on a postcard or something.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing is how often do you really get handwritten notes anymore? Mm-hmm. It's so special when you actually do receive something like that. And it's in the form of this campaign. I I think that's so awesome. It's such a nice touch.
3: Yeah. It just like it brings back the postcard, but it makes it a little bit more 2019,
0: 2020. So, Saruthi, we hear from Bree that you are a master at creating direct mail that drives conversations before, during, and also after physical and virtual events that sounds amazing. And we should definitely do that as well. So can you break that down for us?
2: Like, What does that look like? And what are some of the results you've seen from that? So for any marketer, we know that events typically have a 40 to 50% show rate. So that's like for field events or even for big conferences you go to. So we want to all be certain that our top prospects are like attending these. And so at Sendoso, we've actually seen direct mail have a direct impact on this. We've seen increase in event registrations and attendees to more than 30%. So for me, I actually utilized Sendoso throughout the entire event lifecycle. So for pre-event, That marketing closet is kind of a distant memory for me. I still have a closet. I have a few, few pair of socks, company t-shirts, pens, a lot of those evergreen items, especially for items like for our employees. But I actually send those items straight to the show from our warehouses. So I also have inventory tracking baked into our platform so I can see how many items I have left and I can very strategically choose what to send to shows. Also helps with me not having to send too much back because I calculate it pretty accordingly. I'm also just very lazy. And so after a show, I want to be in and out. So I guess it's not lazy, efficient. <laughs> efficient go. is the word. So I don't really want to pack boxes and send them back. I don't actually have to deal with unpacking boxes after a show anymore either because it goes straight to our warehouse, gets added back to our inventory. And during the show, I've actually been doing scratchers. So I think Sarah, you probably have seen some of these at the past couple of shows we've been at. We do these scratchers where you can have an opportunity to win low-ticket items, so like a bag or a pen, which we have physically at the show. And then a couple of things that we can Sendoso. So one of those is a $5 e-gift card to coffee, a cupcakes being sent to your office, champagne being sent to your office, and then a pair of AirPods. I actually also just put this on our booth artwork as well. So when folks are walking by, they can be like, oh, what is this scratcher giveaway prize? And so even if they don't know about Sendoso, I've reeled them in and I get to pitch them while they're scratching for something they can win <laughs> and for us too, it's really awesome because we have this opportunity to show folks what we're doing in real life then. So we pull them over to the computer and we're like, hey, so this is actually how you like Sendoso $5 e-gift card or here, I'm going to send you cupcakes now. And this is how you write in a hand." Put in a handwritten note, and this is how it's gonna land at your office. So for us, it's also a great way to utilize the platform. But we've had a lot of like customers also utilize Sendoso on the show floor. So one of our customers and also partners, Trey.io, they use their own platform Trey to integrate multiple platforms. So they integrated uh, Sendoso on their Slack instance. And so when someone's at a show, they just do backslash Sendoso and then they put the email, like the person they just scanned send them like a $5 e-gift card from the account owner via Salesforce. And so it lands on that per- in that person's
1: inbox like right when they've left the show. Or left the booth. So I love that so much. I know. Especially because, like, right? Um, <laughs> especially because, like, anytime you come back from a conference, you get like a million marketing emails of people just being like, thanks for stopping by my booth. And it's like, okay, I mean, great. Yeah. But I think that's such a different and personalized touch.
3: I know. Yeah. Exactly. It keeps the conversation going because you have a great conversation with that person at the event, which is, what events are for. It's like getting FaceTime with your customers and your prospects, but then you're not just like sending them off into the abyss after the event is over. You're like keeping the conversation going where it's relevant and it's topical. And it also like doesn't leave a bad taste in the person's mouth because one, you're giving them something. So like just by default, they feel like better about you, but it's also like, Hey, thanks so much for talking with us at like X, Y, and Z event. I can't wait to talk more about the possibility of working with you maybe over a virtual coffee, like here's a $5 gift card.
2: Yeah. And that's exactly it. We're just enhancing their event experience. And like you said, like you're already just giving them a good feeling. Like people like gifts. Like I just was out of the office for a week for inbound and I came back and I had a package on my desk and it was from a partner I work really closely with. And they just sent me a Yeti mug. And it was pretty like, I mean, that's great. It's my first Yeti mug ever. So thank you so much. It just made me feel excited to be back in the office. And I'm like, Oh, I got something with a handwritten note and it just got me excited to like continue working with her as well. And everything you guys are saying is exactly why we do it. For folks that won the coffee gifts and the cupcakes and champagne, we're able to send those prices right from the booth. And then they have some, waiting for them when they get back to the office it just gets them very excited but also just extends their experience Mm -hmm. with us past the actual event and also into interactions on social media brie runs our social media here and so she gets to see all that love we get post event of like folks being like i had so much fun meeting sindoso at xyz show
1: it's not even i had so much fun it's like omg thank you so much sindoso for brightening our day even after the show it's just like The word of mouth marketing is like out of control. It's a marketer's dream.
3: On the topic of this, like we have to ask, what is the piece of direct mail that you've sent that started the most conversations like that, where you get the, oh my God, Sendoza, you just made my day. You just made this experience so much better. X, Y, Z. Like I've seen the posts on LinkedIn and Twitter, but I want to know what campaigns you run where you've seen like the most excitement from your customers. So
2: actually two, one of them was a spam campaign. So I think some people are familiar with it.
3: Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I love that one.
2: So it was actually around April Fool's. So this was the campaign we we're running around that. And we were just sending a can of spam to a few people, just kind of that joke around how much spam we all get in our inboxes. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, Hey, we got you direct mail and it's a can of spam. Are you excited?
1: Hashtag real life spam.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we actually had a really fun video around it. So talking about that other type of channel of media, we really leveraged folks like their own LinkedIn network to be able to send this message out. So each person would nominate three folks. And then those three people would also get a can of spam with the same handwritten note, letting them know, please post on social with this hashtag and um, nominate three more people. people. Viral loops. (laughs) (laughs) And it was actually cool when I was in Boston last week for Inbound, I was talking to these two SDR managers and uh, someone else came up and they're like, oh, what's Sendoso? And they're like, haven't you seen the cans of spam? (laughs) It It was their campaign that went viral. And I was like, Oh cool. We felt like it went viral too, but cool that yeah, too felt that too. <laughs> <It's a> validation. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, just bringing up like SDR managers and stuff too. We work really closely with our sales team and so for events too, like we've really provided a way for our sales team to have the autonomy to do follow-up for events because, you know, we all come back from events and get those blanket emails and we're like, okay, cool, I don't even remember talking to you, but hmm. we really leverage like one-to-one outreach. So we have our SDRs you know, send out something fun after each event.
0: That's awesome. I think the other thing that me and Sarah talk a lot about is swag recently. Yeah. <laughs> I love swag and I love swag that's super targeted and conversational. And I think a lot of swag in the past few years have been like pens or a t-shirt with your yeah. name on it You know, when you go around or like a mug or something, and it's just so cool to see people now starting to make these super punny um, and personalized and putting so much thought into the actual mail that's going out.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think swag gets a bad rap because there has been and not trying to be critical, just like a lack of creativity and and new ideas in what can be swag. You know, let's, let's, let's go beyond the t-shirt. You know, we love socks, but you know, also what else in addition to socks, if actually, if, um, if you Google marketing swag, one of our blog posts is the top search result. And you can see like last year I ran around Dreamforce and like took pictures of all of the most creative swag ideas that I found. And some of them included like, hot cold packs for like your sore feet after walking around a conference or like brain shark had tiny little rubber sharks. So we love to we love seeing how creative people can get. That's awesome.
0: But okay. I'm sure there's a few skeptics around direct mail, anyone who thinks maybe it's old fashioned or anything like that. So have you ever run a campaign towards those skeptics and received a positive response that actually drove a conversation and drove a sale?
1: Sure. Yeah. So you hear a lot of objections to direct mail. One, because people have this idea that it's outdated. And two, because it is more expensive overall than sending an email. Like, look, I I get it. Sending out your newsletter is essentially free, but what's the ROI of that email? Like we know that digital channels are becoming less effective every day. Direct mail has 30 times the response rate of email, 30 times. And the customer lifetime value of someone who has that emotional connection to your brand is like 300% higher than anyone else. Yes, this channel is more expensive, but the ROI far outweighs the return. A lot of times the way we position it or we try to help people understand is like... what what are your customers worth to you? If you're only willing to invest a small budget in your customer outreach, then you're only going to see a small return. So to answer the crux of your question, I think a campaign that we recently did that was very successful, <clears throat> I referenced this earlier, was it was a cute little tiny box um, that was somewhat flat, but and it had a little slider thing that when you slid it open, these two little square boxes like popped right out. And so the the message on the box was, "How do you make marketing messages pop?" And then you open the slider box, and they pop out at you. <laughs> and people went crazy over this. And we sent this to just like a generic list of like our marketing own contacts that you know fit all of our criteria for our ICP. So they may never have heard of us before. Some of them might have had some SDRs reach out to them, but like the response was so incredible. And then when the little boxes pop out inside the box, it says by getting on people's desks, not their inboxes. And then on those tiny little boxes that popped out, we put little campaign ideas to give people a little inspiration and help them picture the type of things they could send with a sending platform like Sendoso. And so that really, I mean, we got their attention. And then the direct mail piece said, look, I got your attention by getting on your desk. And so I think that really changed people's perspective of what's possible and the effects it can have on your audience.
2: Yeah, we actually used that same pop up box for a backdrop that we did at a recent event that was at B2B SMX. And so every sponsor was offered to drop a piece of collateral in the bag that every registrant and attendee would get once they came to the event. And so Ours kind of just set apart from like everyone else's like data sheet about themselves. And so it wasn't like a weird shape. It's not like, you know, super sh- like square or short or something like that. It was just an actually different shape. So um, <laughs> people thought it was just fun and we had it brightly colored and it was just packed with information, not just about SindoSo, but about what can you do with direct mail? So it just went farther than just talking about our product, but it really went into like the strategy and tactics.
3: I love that you guys are able to be meta with the campaign because we get to do the same thing where it's like you're talking to a bot about getting a bot, like how fun is that? And so like you get to dog food your own product and like that's what we call like eat your own dog food. And so I love pushing our bots to like the next level to see what they can do. So what's one of the most unique ways that you've used your own product where you impressed yourself <laughs> and you were like, wow, damn, like we just did that.
2: First of all, I love that you're on dog food. So speaking of own dog food, Brie actually just spearheaded this campaign that we did for national dog day. So I'll let her talk about that. We like to say, drink our own champagne. <laughs> and we actually do send out champagne. Yeah. We actually, the pop-up mailer that Brie just mentioned, we had 20 ops come from that. So far. So far. So that built brand awareness. We did a bundle this past summer. So very creatively, we named it the Summer Bundle. (laughs) Um, And then it came with a data sheet about one of our integrations and with a beach towel that we put our logo on. And we always try to change our logo up a little bit. And so we had our logo sitting on the beach on the towel. (laughs) So it's kind of fun. Last Christmas, we sent a customer advent calendar with send ideas for the 24 days of send ideas, I think is what
1: we call it. (laughs) And then a few others, three can take them. Oh, sure. Yeah. So (laughs) as part of our onboarding process, we send out a plant. To our customers. It's a peace lily, so it's pretty low maintenance. We don't want to ask a lot to them, but it's kind of this idea of, you know, grow with us. We're excited to grow with you. And that's another thing where we're like, you know, take a picture, post it on social media. People love it. We have, oh gosh, we have so many. We have targeted campaigns against our competitors. We'll send our competitors' customers a bundle that has little gummy frogs in it. And it's like, you know, take the leap with Sendoso to try and, and get them to come join our team. And then to speak to what Sruthi was just mentioning with our campaign for a national dog day, we took a, a three pronged approach to this part brand awareness, part demand generation, and then part customer engagement. So from a brand awareness standpoint, we created this video that was, Dogs like in an office, like typing on computers and stuff, but Sendoza reviews read by dogs. And people love that. And we included like a charitable element. So we're donating a certain amount of money to the ASPCA. And we really used that. Like people picked up on that like crazy. It was all across social media. And then we used that to also draw attention to this swag store we built which was called the wag store uh, this is another way we see people using direct mail and gifting and swag is with you know swag stores we have a shopify integration that automates all of the fulfillment delivery it's so easy and so what we did is we created all of these sendoso branded dog items so there's like a leash there's a tennis ball there's a frisbee there's a blanket there's a t-shirt that people went crazy over. And so that's how we turned it into demand generation by creating like a store where people could go and shop and have fun. And then from a customer standpoint, we, uh, sent out an email to all our customers, like reply with your dog's t-shirt size and we'll send them one of these shirts. People loved it. They started sending us pictures of their dogs. It was awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would want to run the campaign just for the dog pictures.
1: <laughs> it's so it was totally worth it. Uh, all, every single part of it made it hundred percent worth it and And then we sent them the t-shirts and so now they're posting those on social and people really love it. And then I think the like the cake toppers we created this custom box that has like all these dogs playing around on it and inside it's our, our bundle. It's like this beautifully designed box with like orange crinkle paper to add texture. And then, you know, four or five of the items like laid really beautifully on there. And then a handwritten note that, of course, includes a pun saying, We hope your dog is positively <laughs> delighted by this gift. Uh,
3: so, like, I'm delighted I don't even have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're
1: glad to hear that.
3: <laughs> I love all the
0: puns. And I think the. One of the best parts of what you've been saying throughout this entire episode is you're starting conversations and you're cutting through all of the noise that is filled in a B2B marketer's day. Like we're we're all so used to getting a bunch of emails or seeing
3: pens on a swag table, you know? what's really cool also is that you're talking to your prospects like they're people, not like they're part of a custom audience in like a Google AdWords campaign. Like you are hitting on the human part of those people, which is how we should be starting conversations with our prospects anyway. We shouldn't be like, oh, well, you liked this on... Facebook, so therefore, we want to target you with an ad. Like, that's not how humans think about talking to other humans. They want to relate because we love dogs, or because everyone loves swag, or Mm -hmm. because, like, you want to not have to like schlep home a ton of swag from a conference, but you want to be able to engage with brands in a personal and fun way, like scratch off tickets. And I think that's what direct mail really helps people do. And I think it also helps. Target so many different kinds of people. I love that you have a charitable aspect because if you're targeting like VPs or like C-suite, like if that's your ideal customer, they don't want a t-shirt from you, Yes, but right. they'll feel warm and fuzzy about themselves if they can donate something totally. to a charity and like, and then you can target the like ICs who want a t-shirt. I think that that's so cool that you can create your different direct mail campaigns based off of the person and you like that's what you have to think about when you're yeah. starting all these. And even like Champions.
0: a handwritten no is just so that's the most human you can get. Right.
1: Exactly. I you guys just hit on like the core of everything we believe as humans. Sure, we might be a B2B company, but we're not selling to a business. We're selling to the humans who work inside that business. And they're humans and they want to connect with other humans. And that's really what our goal is, is to enable that deep level of connection, but at scale, because otherwise without a solution like Sendoso, it's almost physically impossible to be able to do this.
0: Awesome. Well, okay. We want to ask you before we wrap up some quick lightning questions, just think on your feet, whatever pops into your mind. So Bree, we're going to start with you. So what makes you, you, what's your superpower and how do you bring that into your job?
1: Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm like, a storyteller by nature. Like I can never, you know, when someone's like, Oh, how'd you do this? I'm like, well, here's the story. (laughs) It's never like a simple answer. I have to take you from A to Z to give you the full experience. I'm obsessed with words. I'm the biggest grammar nerd I've ever met. I have a copy of the Chicago manual style sitting on my desk and that passion for wordsmithing and connecting with people through words is, is something that I think bleeds into everything I, I do at Sendoso.
2: I can attest to this and wow. I've seen I've seen all her books on her desk. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair.
3: Okay. All right, three, three, what's one tool that you cannot live without? It can be personal or professional.
2: Oh man, I feel super basic right now, but I'm going to say Instagram. <laughs> I like love staying connected to my friends and I everyone in my life has this joke that I just keep in touch with everybody, but I think it's because of tools like Instagram and obviously text messaging, but I also just like as we've been talking about when con- we're connecting with humans, and as like bigger brands try to connect with me, I love seeing the way they're positioning things. Like as a consumer, so I follow a lot of like um, fashion sites and models, and I also follow a lot of travel by Instagrams because <laughs> I'm always kind of dreaming about my next vacation and the next place I want to go in the world.
0: Totally, I follow an account that's literally just mountains.
3: <laughs> and I love it. We need just that mountains.
0: <laughs> All right, Bree, what is your favorite conversation starter, whether that's at a trade show or with direct mail? I know you're really into puns, so I'm very excited to hear your answer.
1: Oh, man. So, I mean, I think my favorite conversation starter overall, no matter where I'm at, is like, what's, what's something that made you laugh recently? When's the last time you laughed? I think laughter is, is so, so core to us being human. And so that's something that, I mean, that's another reason why we love the puns. Is If you can make someone laugh, you've, you've brightened their day. You've really created a connection with them. So I like starting there.
3: I like that. All right. Suruthi, when was the last time you had a flawless buying experience? Anytime I go to Nordstrom, (laughs) whether it's like,
2: that's what they're known for. That's their thing. It is. And I, you, I interact with them on every channel. I go online, like on my computer, I use the app. I go in person and I love it because even if I ever need to return something, I never like grimace at the fact of having to go into, you know, Westfield and unions in Union Square. I'm like, this is great. I love going into Nordstrom. So yeah. even if something isn't right, I'd never mind going in person.
0: Every time I go in person into Nordstrom, I end up spending like two times what I... I know. <laughs>
2: and I always justify it because I'm like, well, I'm going into return items and then I I spend more. I'm like, okay, this isn't correct math, but it's
3: okay. <laughs> All right. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. It was so awesome to pick your guys' brains on direct mail and how you've been using puns and swag and national holidays like National Dog Day to start conversations with your prospects and help your customers start conversations. We can't wait for other people to learn from you both as well.
1: Honestly, it was our pleasure, guys.
3: Yeah, you guys are amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having
3: us on today. You thought we were done. We're not done. (laughs) We're back. We're here again. It's Sarah and Sammy. We have a really special offer. Yeah, so... This is exclusively for podcast listeners of the Hypergrowth Podcast Network. We want to offer you a discount code for tickets to Hypergrowth San Francisco. It's going to be the insider edition, the customer edition. We're going to focus on tactical tips and tricks of implementing conversational marketing. There are going to be some really cool speakers. Really cool speakers. Like really cool speakers. (laughs) So if you use the code
0: CONVERSATIONAL99, you can get $99 tickets. That's a steal. Such a steal. All right. We hope to see you there. Yeah. See you
3: in November. Bye. Bye.